Welcome to I Can Ship It. Today we've got episode 11. We're going to be talking about Orange is the New Black and everything that it's done for TV and for us and why we love it. Uh, we're your host. I'm Annette. And I'm Ashley. We're going to be talking about Orange is the New Black. Um, I think most everybody, if you're listening to this, you've probably binged the last uh, season of it, which is season seven. And this is that show that I know for me and for Ashley and from the majority of our friends and I think the majority of the world anyway, that this really changed the way we watch TV, um, kind of let us all cut the cord, so to speak, because when this came out in 2013 on Netflix, like it didn't drop an episode. It wasn't like we had to watch serial TV to see an episode a week. Um, it was a complete season. So all at once, everybody watched, you know, binge these first episodes and they're like, oh my God, you have to watch the show. And so everybody does it. And then from then on, you know, Netflix was like, hey, this is something. So they started as they got more content and they would develop it. They would drop a season. Well, you know, Hulu, depending on the show, they'll do that. There are some things they make us wait on. That's another topic. But, um, yeah, a lot of things, a lot of streaming services, if they're going to do a TV show, um, they just drop all of the episodes because they know this this binge culture. We want to sit down and watch a whole season of something we don't want to have to wait we're like we want that instant gratification um yeah hulu like as much as i love hulu it like gets on my nerves so much that a lot of their shows um don't let you binge it like netflix says um mm-hmm. but they have been getting better though because with um marvel's the runaways um yeah this last season season two you could binge the whole thing trust me i know i made up so like <laughs> freaking was it like seven in the morning watching the whole thing? Cause I forgot that it was coming back on. And I remember they only dropped like two episodes a week. So I was like, Oh, okay. I got time. I don't have to like, you know, I can watch two episodes and get to bed by like midnight. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on, I was on Christmas vacation. So I just, yeah, like a dumbass, I stayed up. Just so watch the whole thing. It had I to it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, like orange is new black really didn't start binging shows until Orange is the New Black. At least at least for me, mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black was probably the first binge-worthy show that, that wasn't a show that had aired previously on TV um, that I had watched, like binge-watched, like straight through. Because I did. Like, those first uh, 13 episodes, I knocked them jokers out in, like, two days. Because I just, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so I was like, I was in it, you know? But it did, like, you know, and I didn't really think about that till you said that it did kind of change the way we watch TV, which is very, very true, like 100 percent true, because, like, I can't think of a show before Orange is the New Black that I sat and binged for 13 hours almost straight. Well, and there's even, you know, so many of us I know for I don't have cable whatsoever. I watch a hell of a lot of TV and don't have cable. I have streaming. I have streaming services. And that's the thing is like something may be on TV now, but I know it's going to be on Hulu or Netflix at some point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how I watch my TV. Like I'll wait till it hits Netflix, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because I want to see a season. There's very few shows that I watch in real time and you know what they are, but because I mean, a lot of people, we don't have time, you know, with work and, you know, family commuting, whatever, you know, there's just not enough time. So, you can carve out a chunk of maybe an hour or two and sit down and watch two or three episodes of your favorite show. And so yeah. that, I mean, yeah, Orange is the New Black. I remember 
when it first hit, like I didn't watch it. It I don't know, maybe it had been out two or three weeks and like everybody talking about it and hearing about it. And it's like, shit, I'm going to have to watch this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's what happened to me. That's yeah. exactly what happened to me, too. Yeah, like word of mouth. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like because Netflix, I mean, they may have had other shows on there that we just didn't know about. But mm-hmm. you really and truly didn't start binging and you really and truly didn't start looking for Netflix series. Like, right. I would go on Netflix for movies and like old TV shows, um, but none of the Netflix original stuff. Because yeah. really and truly, most of their stuff sucked before <laughs> Black. So I just was like, mm, nah, hard pass. Um, but then a friend of mine was like, hey, have you watched Orange is the New Black? And I was like, nah, I really don't want to watch a prison show, like, whatever. Um, but, and then I was like, well, I should just give it a shot. And gave it a shot, fell in love with it, and binge watched 13 hours worth of television. Yeah. Um, like but, you do. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, that really started that binge culture that we are now in. Cause now, you know, um, shows that are streamed, like they try to throw that shit out as fast as possible because people like to binge. Like I, as much as it sucks, like not having anything for another year, but it's fun to sit in the weekend and, you know, eat your favorite snacks and watch, you know, Orange is New Black or whatever show um, that you're trying to binge, knock it out. So, um, yeah, I appreciate it, Netflix. It was a, it was a smart move on your part uh, to do your series like that. But, um, I mean, the show overall, I, I would say it was a really good show. Um, yeah. It definitely had a lot of, you know, relatable characters and characters that you had to learn to love, characters that you instantly loved. Like, it was just very a very well-rounded show. I think, like, yeah, I don't, I, I can't think of really anything. I mean, there's stuff, of course, there's stuff that you, you know, dislike or whatever, but um, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, seven years, I was like, mind you, I did kind of was like, I was kind of like, when season seven was announced, I was like, all right, I think we should probably wrap it up at this yeah. point, um, because Piper should be out of prison. Um, she's only sentenced to what 15 months yeah it was 15 months well and all right let's tell them you know that's our gateway I, I assume most people know what orange is the new black but you know it revolved around it's actually based on a true story yeah. um but um we enter this prison world through uh piper chapman who is convicted of basically she she carried a suitcase full of drug money across borders you know that's what it was and she's convicted to serve 15 months. And it was at, she was at 10 years since she had done this. And statute of limitations was 12 years. So she, you know, the reason she was involved with this drug ring was her girlfriend. And, you know, as the series progresses, it's the love of her life. Let's face it, Alex Boss. Sure. But Piper is the whitest of white, okay? She is very waspy. Um <laughs> I mean, they, they call they call her Taylor Swift in season one. I, I will not forget it. I will but, never forget that line either. That yeah. was great. So you know that's how we enter. We see the poor poor little white girl, so to speak, get thrown into prison. And you know, it's she thinks it's like day camp all at once. You know, because I did. I've gone back and watched a few of the season one episodes uh, this week, and we get in there and we just see kind of the 
the division of how you know people have to survive have to survive to get through this and um you know and, and it's very segregated and they from the beginning there they kind of segregate themselves you know and then you've got we have uh you know you've got the what i guess the skinheads so to speak um mm-hmm. you know you've got uh the the blacks then you've just got the non-skinhead but you got the whites the latinas you i mean it's everybody's kind of broken off and you they don't really have too much cross like you just i don't know seeing that i watched the first episode just to compare with how season seven ended and to see where they all started and to kind of how they all end up because we got these main characters of piper and then of course alex who ends up being in the same prison with her and my personal favorite puse um you know puse tasty and you know then there was mendoza and it was all these main characters came from nikki red they were all different from each different group but somehow they all connected it and ended up making a family in this place um but yeah piper piper was probably my least favorite character <laughs> oh 100 percent. like i mean we might get some hate for like not liking piper but i'll tell you right now i didn't like her I really yeah. didn't, I really and truly did not like Piper until, like, season five. And then at season five, I, like, tolerated her. Season mm-hmm. six, I kind of started to like her. Season seven, I actually liked her. Yeah. Because, like, Piper, I mean, all the characters go through a character arc of, you know, some kind of development, whether it's, you know, being good or whether it's going the opposite. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, Piper, Alex... You know, all of them, basically all the, the characters you follow um, have this story. And I like, too, um, within the the show, they actually give you background on these different characters and how they went to prison, how they got to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them, you know, you the American judicial system is pretty fucked up. Like, let's yeah. just call it what it is. Um, so a lot of it is you know, you see how messed up the judicial system is and see how some people, you know, get off with, you know, a slap on the wrist. Some people, you know, get the book thrown at them. Some people kind of land in the middle. Like, you and see this happen. And there's a lot of innocent people in there that shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. I mean, perfect, perfect example. So it's a federal prison that this is sent in. So, you know, you have to We're in minimum to begin with. It's we end up minimum in security. Yeah, it's in minimum security when the shows start. Um, and, you know, so people are in there for, you know, drug offenses and, you know, little minor type stuff. Um, you know, some of them maybe manslaughter. But you know, just, I mean, it's not, they're not, you know, serial killers. Let's put it that right. way. Like, they, you know, usually, I would say, yeah, usually manslaughter. I think it was, I think, um Miss Claudette. Yeah, I was going to say Claudette. That's exactly what I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think they got her on on manslaughter. But, um, and so was, uh, what's her name? Um, Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, She was with Diablo. What's her name? Help me out. Um, Blanca. Blanca, Blanca, yeah. Who Blanca has, from where she started, like, I did not get Blanca, but to where we end up in season seven, like, Blanca became one of my favorites. Honest oh, yeah. to God. Her Blanca story. Yeah. And, yeah. Dealing with yeah. that immigration. But when we finally get to see the her full backstory, which we go from season one all the way to season seven before we get Blanca's, you know, entire sure. backstory. And we see that the manslaughter she was in for, she didn't even commit. It was the lady that she was working for was driving her car. 
did a hit and run, and then, you know, Blanca ends up in prison for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, you have to go into the show knowing, all right, they're going to hit you with some real stuff. Mind you, it's with, you know, with fictional characters, but they hit you with some stuff, and it's just, like, you see some things that is definitely eye-opening. Um, but overall, like, it's not heavy enough. I mean, there's some episodes that are heavy. Like, it's going to oh. put... So put some weight on your heart, but like I'm not gonna lie, they, when we get to what happened to Pusey, like I had to quit watching. Like I didn't even watch season five and six until right before seven started yeah. this year because yeah. I just could not. Yeah, I mean it's it's some heavy. They have some heavy stuff um, in the show, but it's it's like a dramedy. Like you have your drama and then you have your comedy because some of the shit that they say and do <laughs> is freaking hilarious um but you just it's a good balance i think and i i appreciate that you know it's prison and they acknowledge that it is prison like you know it piper goes in thinking it's gonna be like day camp and it's <laughs> nothing like she assumes it's gonna be and like you have to see her try to deal with adjusting to that and you know alex i think alex it was easier for alex mostly because she grew up poor yeah. so a lot of you know, eating shit food and, you know, wearing clothes that don't smell right and eating that kind of stuff, like, she was used to that, so she could, you know, adapt a little bit better, but Piper, I mean, she came from an upper-middle-class white family from Connecticut, like, mm-hmm. like if that ain't super white bread, I don't know what is, so, you know, so it was di- very difficult for her, um, and it's an interesting uh it's an interesting sight watching her transition and like adjust to life in prison um because there's you know there's all kinds of things that happen i mean it is prison like it ain't a cakewalk even if it is minimum security federal prison like it's club fed it's still a prison so you know you have to navigate that whole situation and then Um, you have the the jerk co's you know the officers yeah and and i mean for every five you might have one decent one but i mean and they do. They, I, I know they took liberties and painted them all very horribly for a reason. But I mean, come on, porn stash. Let's think of. Oh he was God. truly, and I thought he was as bad as it could get until we got Piscatella. Like I despise that one hundred percent. Um, they all just took advantage of the situation those women were in, and manipulated them. I mean, and they would get, they would a lot of these women would get more time put on them. Um, some ended up dead because of some stupid mistake that they'd made. And Luschek, yeah. of all of them, though, Luschek may be the worst because his was just from lack of trying. Mm-hmm. And well, so many was, people his, his lackadaisical attitude yeah. was his 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 indifference was his biggest thing, I think. Because, like, I mean, the porn stash, I mean, you just stay out of his way as much as you mm-hmm. could, you know. Um, a lot of the, the, the big bads, Piscatello is kind of a different story, but, you know, a lot of the, the crooked ones, you just kind of try to stay out of their way and, you know, you'd be fine. But, like, check, he would see these people being mistreated. I mean, even though you're in prison, you're still a person. Like, yeah. you know, I get that you're there because of mistakes that you have made, you know, some more than others and you know some people who were innocent that don't belong in there but you know it's still prison like it is a correctional facility so you know does there need to be order and respect absolutely but you don't need to mistreat somebody respect goes both ways though 
You know, yeah. that's the thing of it. I mean, a little sidebar here. Actually, one of my best friends is a retired prison warden. She was minimum security warden. And hers was a men's prison. And when this came out, um, you know, we, we, we did a triathlon together. That's how we met. So when we would all get together for these group trainings, we would all be quizzing her, asking her about, well, you know, how is this? Is it anything like it? Or did it really Hollywood it up? And she actually, mm -hmm. she said, no, she goes, you know, yeah, there's, you know, they got, they go a little out there with some of the relationships. She said, but honest to God, she said, this is truth. And, you know, and that was the thing. Cause she was a Colorado prison warden. So she actually worked a lot in her time to get these educational and these rehabilitation programs put into the prisons. And she would be met with these arguments from all these higher up men saying, Hey, you know, they're in prison. Shouldn't be somewhere where they can learn or somewhere where we can do this. Or, you know, she goes, look, she said, you want us to do jobs. You want it to do to the best of our abilities. If we're supposed to be rehabilitating these people, we need, you know, she was, she was the preacher of respect. And she said, and also she said, does it, if we want to put them out on the streets, said, we need to give them a skill to do that with. Exactly. And said, it not only makes it safer for them, but it makes it safer for us while they're in here. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it makes sense. If you're, yeah. if it's a correctional facility, you need to be rehabilitating prisoners because the thing of it is people always, you know, end up back in the system because they have no, you know, transferable skill into the real world people won't hire them like I mean there's a lot of things and I like that about Orange is the New Black how they showed that particular scenario of how like Tasty for example um, oh my in god season, love season me two, Tasty season one mm -hmm. or no season one was it season two or season one it was season either one or one, two. two something around yeah, there season one or two Tasty is released um, on good behavior she was on parole and you know she goes home and you know, she's sleeping on the floor in a you know shitty apartment, and she's working, working. at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, she's working. Um, but you know, the thing of it is, what happens is, you know, she's she's trying to make it, and the amount of stipulations and stuff that they put on these parolees to try to make, like, I mean, that's almost impossible for me, and I ain't never committed a crime. So, well, I mean, she she gets booted out of the place she was staying. Because this woman was letting a bunch of people stay there and they were going to evict her. She had nowhere to go. Like, she couldn't get an apartment on, you know, a bit, a barely a minimum wage job at a fast food restaurant by herself. And, you know, they have all this curfew, things like yeah. that. So, I mean, she went back to selling drugs and ends up back in there. Yeah. I mean, and, and, that's, and that's we what go from bad to worse life. with yeah. Tasty. God love her. Yeah, I know. Oh, poor Tasty. Um, but that happens in real life. And so, you know, Orange is the New Black does such a good job of showing, you know, real life scenarios, um, you know, in the show. And Tasty, you know, hers is definitely real. I mean, that and like even jumping to season seven, you know, with Piper, both Piper. So there's another character named Black Cindy who you come across um, as you watch the Girl, show. I love me some Black Cindy until what? Until seven. And then I kind of felt. But then I just I couldn't get over how she did Tasty. Yeah, and, you know, and Black Cindy, and they did in season seven, they kind of almost did like a parallel um, mm -hmm. with, you know, how Piper was able to, I mean, it, it was still difficult for Piper, but she was able to navigate, you know, the parole system much better. Um, and then you have Black Cindy, she's living on the street, which happens a lot. Yep. 
you know, she's living on the street. She's trying to work, you know, and eventually, you know, people, you know, have a have a winter in New York, you know, New York City and you don't have a house or keys. I mean, yeah, you're going to do I mean, it's human nature. You're going to do anything you can to get yourself out of that situation. And if that means going back to doing whatever it is you did to get you thrown in jail, that's probably what's going to happen. But they do like an interesting parallel between the two of them. Um, navigating being on the outside. Um, and yeah, there's a funny moments and stuff, but you know, still, there's still that the underlying message of this is what really happens. Like, it may not happen in this exact same scenario, but it still does exist. And, you know, Black Cindy, um, like pretty much the entire show, I was cool with her. Pretty much the entire show. Yeah. And then when she did Tasty Dirty, I was in the same boat. I was like, mm, see, I should feel really bad for you right now, but, but I don't. Yeah. So. And I mean, and also in that scenario with, you know, Suzanne, who Suzanne, honestly, yes, she committed a crime, but Suzanne didn't understand what she was doing. Suzanne mm-hmm. is like the mentality of a 12 year old, if that. And she's in jail, you know, for they have her for kidnapping, which she was just trying to make a friend because that was the level of her ability was the same age as that little dude. She didn't mm-hmm. do anything to him other than she just wanted to be friends with him, you know. But they got her for kidnapping. So she ends up in jail instead of a mental facility where she probably should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's so impressionable that her and Black Cindy. So what happens is Piscatella, the jerk of all jerks of the COs, gets he gets killed and he gets killed by the CERT team, which is the Fed dudes like their their SWAT team that what rolled in there because there was a prison riot after Pusey died. Or actually, Pusey was murdered. Let's just say it. Mm-hmm. So, Black Cindy and Suzanne are in they they're in this pool area where a bunch of them that were not taking part in the riot or had gone away from the riot was hiding out until it ended. And so, Piscatella was tied up. Tied up. Tasty wanted to kill him because it was because of him that Pusey died. Um, because the lack of training, the way he trained, the way he pressured old boy to stand. You know, he had his foot on her neck and she literally could not breathe. Oh, I can't take it. I'm going to cry thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's... Whew. But um, anyway, he gets killed, and they it was killed by other guards, but the guards framed Tasty for it. And she goes to jail for life because of a murder she didn't commit. And to two people that could free her that were actually witnesses were Black Cindy and Suzanne. But Black Cindy develops this complete lie so they can say that you know they weren't nowhere near it they were away from it and she you know because Suzanne's so impressionable she gets her to believe it and then by the time Suzanne figures out that oh wait I really did see what I saw and try to tell people about it it's too Too late late. and then you know Black Cindy gets up on the stand and they tell her her lawyers tell her like well if you change your story now she said you're going to be um Said, yeah, perjury, you'll be a um, uh, unreliable witness. So she sits there and lies on the stand. And you can literally see, like, Danielle Brooks is amazing and is tasty. You can see the disappointment and just, like, the fuck in her eyes. You know, like, she's she is so broken because this is the one person she thought, all right, this she has my back. Pusey's yep. gone, but this she has my back. Yeah, she I mean, that was, I mean, like, from the first episode, 
the very first episode of Orange is the New Black, you know, Tasty um, is introduced talking about Piper's titties, which is hilarious. But um, <laughs> after that scene, you they're to always together. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh, they're always together. Like, they're through thick and thin, through the whole show, up until this point, they were together. Like, they just, I mean, their friendship, I mean, it was it was almost as strong as Tasty and Poussey. Mm-hmm. But their friendship was so strong, and I mean, even I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, she really gonna do her dirty like that?" But at the same time, it's like you know, Black Cindy is like, "Yo, I don't want to be in prison, yeah, for the rest know. of my life," kind of deal. So, you know, I I get where she's coming from, but at the same time, I'm like, "Yo, that was really messed up." When all you do is tell the truth from jump, but she didn't do that. So, right, you know, it, it's it's bittersweet to see you know black cindy's story go like that because then i was i was like mm, i'm done with you. you you done did tasty dirty i'm i'm out but um yeah it's just uh like that that whole little crew i loved uh tasty and Pusey and black cindy and uh that whole the whole little black crew in, in <laughs> yeah because they're freaking i mean they were freaking hilarious but then at the same time like they brought up a lot of interesting points and topics that you know, a lot of people don't want to hear, um, mm-hmm. and they need to be said, but they don't want to hear it. And so they brought it up in a way that, yeah, it was comical, but at the same time, it gets you thinking, like, okay, maybe this is something that I need to recognize, you know, as a part of my privilege that I just, I never saw before, you know, or whatever it is, you know. So um, I I definitely love that crew, like them and Janelle. Um, that was uh, interesting combination but and of course you have so in orange is new black you have you know piper's crew that she rolled with you know with alex and red and nikki and Rello. um and uh red is this like matriarch you know figure she's a she's a big russian mama is what she is Mm -hmm. yeah because i mean she's always and that's the thing though with red she kind of she ends up taking everybody in at Mm -hmm. some point within the show but um yeah, I mean, Nikki is probably next to Pusey. Nikki's probably my next favorite character. To be I honest with you, <laughs> Nikki was Nikki was just she's just freaking cool, and she has some of the best one-liners and jokes of the show. Oh my god! Like <laughs> some of the shit she said. Just... The first time she saw Alex and Piper interact, like she knew there was some drama mm-hmm. because Nick, Nick Nikki's a big old gay, like from Jump. And, you know, it, she wasn't just gay for the stage. She was gay when she went in. She was gay when she going to leave, you know. And as soon as she saw Piper and Alex interact, she was like, oh, I know. She's a, so stretch. What happened here? And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, look, girl, I know dyke drama when I see it. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> she said, I've been in here three. I've been in here three years and said, I thought I had seen everything, but whatever's going on, you and Chapman, she said, I got to figure this out, you know. <laughs> I like I love that, but like it's just so crass and like I love it though. When she, it's a season one. It's probably one of my favorite Nikki lines in season one when uh, her and Piper go to fix the uh, the laundry machine. Oh yeah. And she walks in and Alex is in there and she's like, uh, "I heard there's something wrong with your equipment or something like that." It's literally it's a porn scene basically. Yeah. And Alex is like, "Oh yeah, um, but my husband took the checkbook, so I don't know how I'll pay you." <laughs> And Nikki goes, well, maybe I put my dick in your mouth. We can work something <laughs> out. And like Alex was like, oh, 
to the what? Too much? <laughs> too much? Like, Nikki mm. is so extreme, but that's probably one of my favorite lines. Like, it grosses me out. But at the same time, it's just freaking hilarious. I mean, um, this show, I mean, we saw, it was like every, first of all, yeah, we saw every race. That was the one thing. You know, but then you saw every, every gamut of, I would say, sexuality of any kind, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whether it was gay, it was queer. I mean, Sophia Bursett, who I, girl, I love me some Laverne Cox. Um, you know, we, I would say that was probably one of the first, as positive as could be portrayed, uh, trans characters on TV, you know, um, yeah. it was long before Pose ever came along. Um and then, you know, you kind of see everything that that fight and what she went through to get to where she was. And I mean, she did it at the cost of her family, you know. Um, but yeah, like the relationships on this show, whether it was friendship or romantic or anything like that, that just. But Nikki, man, God, Nikki. I'm with you on that. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki, <laughs> Nikki would be on my party bus. Okay. Oh hell yes. Which, by the way, if you like Nikki, have you watched Russian Doll? I have I've watched a couple episodes, but I've never gotten through it. And you know how many shows I have to watch, yeah. so I've got to just start it over. Okay, yeah. So they so season two they're having a season two, which is awesome. But uh, Russian Doll is actually pretty good. So like she kind of has. I think that's just kind of Natasha Leone. Like I think she's mm-hmm. kind of like these these characters a bit because her character in Russian Doll and Nikki are kind of similar. Like oh, wow. she like Russian Doll is not as extreme as Nikki is, but like. You you see the parallels definitely, um, but it's great. Like definitely add it to your watch list at some point because it's it's a really good show. Get I actually binged that one too. I I sat I think it's like eight episodes and I knocked them mm-hmm. all out in the day. So, um, but yeah, it's it's super good. But anyway, um, Nikki definitely one of my favorite characters on the show because um, her one liners and like her lines in general, like some of the shit she says is just hilarious. Like, well, that's like, you know, by the end, I think of season seven, because up until I would say the heart of the show was Pusey, and maybe that's just me projecting. And then as we have to transition out of, you know, her being murdered and then the riot and then we get into six and where we end up with Nikki and seven, I think, you know, she becomes the mom of the group and kind of takes yeah. over. Oh, yeah. And she really has this focus on her found family and she really becomes that crutch and she kind of take you know ends on her story i think ends with a positive note for nikki like i have i have faith that nikki's going to get out of jail at some point you know yeah and she's got herself clean because she was in for drugs she's finally clean you know she's finally away from morello which needed to happen because god love her um you know red kind of yeah red got you know onset dementia alzheimer's so Nikki felt like she failed all these people, but in the end, you know, she was there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nikki always kind of put herself on that back burner, but she just, yeah, she still kept those one-liners to the end. And, I mean, her and Alex and, you know, the last scene of them together, she's like, so this is it. The band's breaking up, you know? <laughs> so, oh, did you watch the, the credits? The and they are, oh, yeah, they're all bleeding. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, they can't get through it. God love them. Yeah. Uh, but Nikki, like, I think one of the talk about relationships one of the best relationships that i loved watching was her and red like yes i mean as much as they kind of had like a roller coaster kind of thing but in in the end you know like red was like that's my daughter like you know she said mm-hmm. that about a lot of people but she you could really truly feel it with 
Nikki, like her relationship yep. with Nikki and that whole and watching that whole construct because it goes through some pains. Like, you know, Nikki, you know, gets back on drugs and, you know, ends up getting sent to Max before the whole crew gets sent to Max. Um, comes back, like, has to repair her relationship with Red, and Red starts going through some shit, and then, you know, they they end up at each other again. So, I mean, it was an interesting watch of how their relationship was, but it was definitely probably one of the better relationships on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, we won't get into Piper and Alice in a little bit, but... We uh, will, but we, we knew we had to end with them because it would be too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Red and Nikki, definitely. You know, Nikki, and like, I gotta admit, I was a little sad that Nikki finally found somebody, and then they freaking deported her. And I'm like, what Girl, the hell, man? And that's the whole another thing because season seven. That's the one thing. Like Orange is the New Black was very topical, especially mm-hmm. with the time period. Exactly. Um, I mean, you know, it started really as a conversation, and uh, I would say uh, on the prison system and how that is, and that's kind of where it stayed and where it needed to stay, and then. It, it really focused on on race and how that affects who goes to prison and how much time they get and like that. And then with all this bullshit we've got going on with immigration and oh, we are not going to get too serious because there's a lot of shit that's happened this week and I it's I've been beside myself with yeah. it. But we're going to stay on the topic and um, you know, immigration being brought to the forefront and seven was just where we it's are politically in this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's the thing. I think a lot of this, somebody sees a tweet, somebody sees it on Facebook. They don't know what's real. They don't know what's not real. And a lot of people don't care. They don't take the time to figure it out. But you see where MCC, which is like the, they're the private group that runs the prison. They start getting into the business of detention centers. And that's a fact. Like they, a lot of yeah. privatized prisons have now opened up these private, privatized detention ICE run centers. And, you know, I would say that actually they had better conditions on ours is the new black from the things that I know what's actually going on. Yeah. But you see just the bullshit that these people get put through just trying to get a better life. And that's what they're promised if they can come here. And you know what? I'm it's not against the law to seek asylum. It is not. Yeah. I just, I mean, uh, season seven, you know, I was watching it and like I was like texting Annette and I was like, dude, like I was already pissed, but I'm like just beside myself. And like my sister was watching it too. And my sister's an attorney, so you know, she's like, Man, it makes me want to go and and you know, get some info on immigration law so I could get involved. I was like, Man, this makes me want to go and jump into law school so I can get my law degree to go Girl. fight these schools. <laughs> like, I mean, I was just yeah. so just so appalled and and this was a tv show like i mean and mind you they're pulling from real life but babies that were there oh i know the babies oh my god girl like Uh these children they're two and three months old and you know my five six years old they've been separated from their parents and they're going in front of this judge to you know they don't even know what a judge is they don't know what a lawyer is well, I mean, they don't they don't speak the language, first nope. of all. Well, Jordan don't speak the language. Then, how... I'm sorry. You can't buy cigarettes until you're 18. How are you going to freaking defend yourself at seven years old? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't... That's a, that's a baby. That's not... I mean, again, we, we try to stay on topic, but it's a very heated subject. Like, I something that happened to me today at work, and I was just... I'm, I, I was so just... Like, after I got off the phone, or not today, but... Uh, 
few few weeks ago, I you know had this this situation, and there was this family um, from Mexico that was here visiting. They were they were visiting um, the Disney World, something like that, and uh, they were involved in an accident, and you know they got hurt, and they were just like, we just want our car fixed so we can get out of here, like. Right. They, I was like, you know, did you get checked out? Like, you know, you know, like, no, you know, we just, I'm, I'm giving my kids, you know, Tylenol and, and that's it. But we just really need our car fixed so we can leave. Like, people are so afraid that they could be hit at 70 miles an hour. Like, I'm about to cry. Be hit mm-hmm. at 70 miles an hour. 70 miles an hour. The trunk is in the back seat. And they're so afraid of what is going on in this country that they had to wait till they got home to go to the doctor. Now this child has to have surgery. Oh my so God. I, I just, I mean, I, and I'm, and I'm just like, I, I can't imagine being so afraid to seek help, medical help, because you don't know if your family's going to be taken from you. You don't know if well, yeah. you're going to be snatched and thrown in a hole somewhere, you know, like, I can't, I, I can't wrap my brain around that. Like, how, how is it that we have fallen so far from basic, decent human humanity? How, mm-hmm. how is it human decency? How have we fallen that far? And, you know, watching the season seven, like, you saw what these people are going through in these detention, detention centers. Like, Oh, well, they're like, the and, and that was me, the best case scenario that we saw. Yeah. On this show. Oh, yeah. That was the best case scenario. Like seeing how they were like, oh, you can mail your, your loved ones and try to get an attorney, but you have to have money in order to do it. But you have to have a job. We don't have any jobs for you, but the options are there. And all they have is a computer for the mm-hmm. Internet, which they may or may not get privileges to actually use. Like, I mean, just just horrible Stuff and like you know you follow this kind of stuff in the news and you know you have to really try hard to decipher what's real and what's not. And again, we know it's a TV show; they're going to take you know some liberties with with the storytelling and that kind of stuff. But I read an article that the writers went into one of these detention centers and mm-hmm. talked to some of the people in there and really got to experience some of this stuff before they wrote for season seven. Well, and you know Maritza. The girl that plays her, Diane Guerrero. Don't get me on that one. Um, You know, Maritza was gone. She was out. She was on parole. Um, And she gets rounded up. Uh, She's just out at a bar. She's not even violating her parole, you know. And she gets rounded up. She didn't have her ID on her. Gets put in this detention center. She's telling them she's an American citizen. I mean, by all rights, she, she was born there is all she knows. And so... She get just by luck since it's on the show. She gets put in this detention center, and she finds Flocka, who is that's that's another favorite relationship of mine. Those best friends, Flocka and Maritza, um, and you know they go behind everything and finally get a hold of her mom to see if they can get a birth certificate to show she's an American citizen. She's been detained, you know. Come to find out, Maritza is not uh, was not born in the U.S. She was actually born in Colombia, and they fled with her over here. So she can't, so they can't prove it that she's an American citizen, which she's not. And she, this was the first she's hearing of it. She doesn't know the language. She's never, you know, been to Colombia in her entire life. And she's deported, sent 
back, like put on this plane. And I mean, the thing we see, this is one of the, probably the most powerful thing I think for me is when you see her set on that plane and oh, you yeah. see these others deportees that are sitting there and they just disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. You know, that, that was the end of her story. And the thing about that is that happened to her family. Like when she was 14, her parents, her siblings were all sent back to Columbia. She was allowed to stay because she was actually born here. But everybody else was sent back. They were illegal. And so she has fought for years and years for, you know, immigration reform long before this bullshit ever started happening. So, yeah, I mean, to have someone like that telling that story, that was, you know, amazing and heartbreaking all at once. Yeah. Well, and then you had, um, um, oh, crap, Shawnee, is that her name? Uh, Uh, Egyptian? Yeah, Egyptian, yes. Yeah. You know, you have situations like hers where she was mutilated. Yep. Then she fled, you know, because she was gay. She fled to the United States seeking asylum. And she gets sent back, and it's like, you do realize they're going going to to kill her. They're going to kill her. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no questions. And it'll probably be one of her family members that do it. That's what they wrote. They said, you're my daughter. I won't hurt you, but I can't speak for the rest of the family. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, so you have situations like that, and it's just like, I I just, you, you don't even recognize this kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. Every country has its issues. There's no utopia on this planet None. that everything works smoothly and everybody's happy and all. No, there's, there's, there's no such thing. Okay. So don't get me wrong. You know, every country has had its issues and has its issues. But the fact that ours was founded on bringing people in, taking in your poor, give me your tired, you're sick, you're hungry. Like where, what, when did that change? You know, I mean, there's, there's always been racism. There's always been a lot of different stuff, but like just knowing that, okay, you're okay with sending back somebody who, you know, basically the moment they step foot in that country, they're dead. There's Mm -hmm. something wrong with you. Period. The end. I don't care what you say, I don't care how you justify it, there's something vastly wrong with you. And, you know, you saw this with Shawnee, you saw her backstory. You know, you saw her, you know, just living her life. She wasn't doing anything wrong. She was just living her life. And, you know, she is forever changed, physically forever changed, not to mention the mental anguish that she had to go through to get to the United States, but just the, the physical change that happened because she was mutilated and then having to go back like i don't know either way i feel like there's just a lot of shitty human beings on this planet and we just need to get we just need to do better people and yeah we do season seven i i mean i didn't expect it to take that route i mean like you said they've always been um you know very cognizant of the political climate um when their seasons air and uh, I didn't think they would go this route, but I appreciate the fact that they did because I feel like it's definitely going to be eye-opening for um, some people who either were ignoring what's going on or they have that, well, if you're illegal, you're illegal mentality. So, um, yeah, I just, oh, man, Shawnee, that, I think, I, and, oh, and then, then um, Carla, oh. Oh, my God. Oh. That was heartbreaking. And, I mean, yeah. Carla... She did, she did everything right. 
I mean, honest to God, you know, she did what she could. She fought. She If it wasn't for her, Blanca would have been sent home. Like, she oh, helped yeah. Blanca get, you know, be able to stay. And her poor babies. I mean, that was the thing that killed me is that judge had no remorse for just sending her back and leaving her kids here with nobody. She was literally like, they would be better here anyway. Yeah, I just, uh, it's it's a lot, y'all. Season seven was heavy. Season seven was very heavy. Um, you you know there are their light spots and everything, but overall, I mean, it's you know, hop back to Tasty. We see her go down a real dark road after yeah. she gets convicted. Yeah, um, for a crime she didn't commit. Exactly, she gets she gets convicted for Piscatella's murder. She didn't commit it, and then she takes a downward spiral because I mean, literally all hope is lost for her. Um, mm-hmm. up until she you know starts basically teaching she starts helping players who are trying to get their ged and um that kind of gives her some motivation uh to keep going to move forward and you know live life as much as she can to the fullest you know i still think they did her dirty though i was like y'all come on but it, it is realistic it's it's realistic like i i applaud the fact that they kept it real and, you know, that shit happens. People get convicted of crimes that they didn't commit and they're in jail for, you know, 50 years until they finally are released because they finally, you know, somebody looks at the case a little closer and, and does the thing. But, you know, she, she I, I really wish that she wouldn't have been in there for life and that was it. But I did like the fact that because she is in there for life and she did realize that teaching is her calling, basically, mm-hmm. you know, she started the Pusey Washington Fund, which is actually a real fund. So Orange is the New Black started uh, the Pusey Washington Fund. And what it does is it basically is creates micro loans for released um, prisoners to help them get on their feet to start with something. Because, I mean, if you're making five cents an hour. Like, even if you're in prison for, you know, seven years, it's, you make it $300, maybe. Yeah. Um, you're not, you and know. when you get out, if you don't get some type of assistance, I mean, they gave the statistics. You know, uh-huh. when you get out, if you don't get help within the first, what, 72 hours, I think, they said you're at, I don't remember the percentage, but it was like a 90-something percentage rate of reoffending to go back to jail because mm-hmm. you cannot meet your basic needs outside of there. Yeah. And so they started this fund. It was something that was started in the show, and then they actually started this in real life. Um, and and um, Tasty in the show, she basically is helped. She started this fund, and she's getting prisoners. That her last scene is she's getting prisoners ready um, to leave, and kind of explaining, you know, how to manage your finances, and you know, kind of what you need to do to get get on your feet. Um, and so, you know, something good came out of the show on top of everything else, you know, um, mm-hmm. starting this fund in honor of, you know, Pusey Washington, who may be a fictional character, but, you know, her story is very similar. You know, Pusey, she went to prison for a joint. Yeah. I mean, a, a small drug offense. Like, that should uh-huh. not. I, no, that should first not offense, happen. First mm-hmm. offense. She went to federal prison. First offense, no parole, no, not parole, um, no house arrest, no, you know, nothing like that. Because I'm going to say it, she's black, so. You're exactly right. If you commit a crime, guess what? Unless you get a judge that got some sense, your ass is grass. Like, you're you're going to prison. Like, period, the end. I mean, 
you know, uh, am I pulling the black card? Hell yes, I am. I'm pulling the card. I'm pulling the race card on that one. Um, because that's exactly what happened. You know, she had a joint, never committed a crime a day in her life. She had one joint. Pusey is honest to God. She was the best person on that show. And she was put in there, like you said, because she was black. I mean, she was a good person. She always tried to see the best in whatever situation. And she was the reason that I think Tasty kept her sanity most times. You know, that whole group, the whole cruise you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, Orson New Black, again, it's a great show, but it will take you on a political roller coaster that I, <laughs> when Puse died, I'll admit, when she died, I was watching it. I don't know if I was off work or I was watching on 4th of July. I really don't remember. But I was so glad that I had a three-day weekend because I was like, look, I need to, like, I need to get it together because I'm really mad at society right now. And I really don't need to be in society right now mm-hmm. because I'm so angry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just it, her story was a very powerful story. And it's, you know, very reminiscent of things that occur today um with a lot of people you know black white i mean let's face well, it mostly I mean, black and brown people but when she was you killed I, you know i don't that's when we were having so many people getting black people let's say it men and women being killed in police custody or dying in police custody i say killed because they were killed and you know that was I don't know, Ashley, I, I should have looked this up, because, but I didn't know I was going to go here in this one. But um, I don't know if it was Philando Castile or who it was, which which one it was, because uh, there's been so was, many. So, uh, and they were saying that, you know, that was the whole thing is they were choking this dude and he was saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. It was Eric, it was Eric Gardner. Okay, yeah. Eric Gardner. And that's, I mean, that's how Hussein died saying, mm-hmm. you know, it was, I can't breathe. And I, oh, oh, I yeah, yeah. I, look, I'm white. I know y'all can tell that by my voice. I am white, but at the same time, I will be straight up honest with you. I recognize that the skin that I walk around in allows me a hell of a lot of privileges, and I don't take that lightly. And I try to speak up when I see something that is just bullshit wrong, because the fact of the matter is, I've never had to walk down the street and worry if I was going to get just you know pulled over by a cop just for being. And I've never had to drive in a car and worry about that. I've never had to think about where I was going to be at if, you know, is this a good idea or is this not a good idea? You know, who's going to be there? Is it around the cops? You know, what time of night it is? Because it's bullshit. Nobody should have to think about that bullshit. You should be able to just be who you are and do what you want to within reason. But the fact of the matter is people get arrested just for walking by being black or brown. I mean, it is. I I can't. Me and, I know we off way off here, but me and Lewis, who is, he's a new guy here. And he and I had this exact same conversation. He's a black guy as well. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this. And because it, it was over the shooting, you know, in El Paso. Because mm-hmm. that for some reason that has affected me more so than any of them. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I don't know anybody there. I don't know if it was the fact that this asshole drove these hours just to go kill brown people. Um. Yeah. But, you know, I do, I have a niece that's, she's Mexican. And she was born here. But some asshole that would just see her would see that she's brown. You know, yeah. not, not not thinking, 
oh, you you know, go back where you're from or shoot her because she shouldn't be here. You know what, bastard? She does belong here. Whether she was born here or she doesn't. You know, and I have another nephew that he's eight years old and he's Native American. But if you looked at him, he's a brown kid with black hair. And I'm yeah. just shocked at this moment that no asshole has said something to him about being brown. This week has been hard on me with that bullshit. Like yeah. thinking about that and thinking how easy that could have been for, mm-hmm. you know, me to have those kids in Walmart and some asshole come in and shoot them because they're brown, but they would have left me alone because I was white. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> this weekend it was definitely scary. I have family that lives in El Paso. And I have cousins who are half Mexican. They're half black and half Mexican. So they're real brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely, I mean, we were, every, it was checking. Like, people, I mean, I'm on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, if we checked in, like, you know, is everybody okay? Like, thankfully, you know, my family, like, majority of them, they actually were out of town. Um, mm-hmm. And then my great aunt, uh, she was at home. So, it, it, you know, thank the Lord that they they were fine but you know just that sinking feeling of not knowing you know what's going on and the fact that i mean you're a walmart people you're just doing your everyday it wasn't a yeah. festival it wasn't you know a, a concert it wasn't you know a, a you know business it wasn't anything you know not out of the ordinary but not you know, your everyday kind of, that was an everyday. It was just, they were back to school shopping. Yeah. I mean, just doing, minding your own business, just living your life. And somebody decides to take, uh, take your life because of the color of your skin. Like that just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Just, uh, just, it just, it just irks my nerve. And it's just like, I keep seeing this more and more shit that's happening. And I'm like, we, we gotta make a change. And like, in my heart of hearts, like, I'm American, and I love being American. Like, I'm mm-hmm. proud. I Even with our tainted history, I'm proud to be an American. But it's like, and the more and more shit is happening, and I'm just like, I, I don't recognize this place. And, like, you know, I, I've experienced racism. I've experienced sexism. Like, I mean, I've experienced these things, but, like, there was never any there wasn't I, I there was always hope there was never any doubt that things would get better and now it's just like man what the fuck and like again i know not every country is perfect don't get me wrong there's problems right. everywhere but i'm just like do i want to like i i can't even even if i wanted kids i couldn't imagine raising them here like no. you can't even send your child to school without worrying about something happening they're to selling them. bulletproof backpacks yeah why like, in the name of god have we gotten to this exactly like, I just, I can't, I, I can't, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, why would I want to bring a child into this world where there's, there's no guarantee for their safety anywhere? And like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was always a probability of things happening anywhere you go, but like, it's like even worse now, because of all this, you know, racial tension, and, and here's the thing that gets me, like, mind you, it, this the fire has been stoked because of Trump. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is a lot of this mess has always been here. It's it ha- just now you can see it. Mm-hmm. And now people are more emboldened to follow their hatred and do something crazy like shoot up a school or shoot up a Walmart. Like, that is the difference. This stuff has always been here. I, I listened to somebody the other day, and they were like, this ain't nothing new. It's just mm-hmm. it's new 
to you because you ain't never had to see it or experience it before. And then people are like, well, what about the 40 people that got shot in Chicago and blah, 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 black on black crime, da, da, da. And it's like, that's not right either. But no. here's the thing with, with those particular crimes, you have to go into the heart of these bad neighborhoods for this shit to happen. It's not just happening. So how did these every- bad neighborhoods become bad neighborhoods? What happened to them? It's not because it's black people there. Mm-hmm. That's where they got pushed to because they got pushed to the fringes of society there. And that's yeah. the way it is all over. I yeah. mean, you think about the bullshit and, oh girl, we are going way down a road yeah. on this one. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you start yeah. looking at it and you start looking at history and what it is. I mean, the white man, and you can say the women because they, you know, we, I'm just going to say it, we have benefited from it as well, have always taken. They've always mm-hmm. taken. Even when we go back to, we don't the white people was not the first people that were in the U.S. Native Americans were here first. By God, we came and took their land away from them and their ass. They got pushed. And they get put on these little reservations and we keep wanting to take them that from them. And, you know, for some reason they would keep, you know, letting us in. Until we ended up, you know, Andrew Jackson, good old Tennessee boy here who, I, you know, wish he wasn't from Tennessee. But that is history. It is what it is. You know, this man, trail of tears, he, he forces all these people out west. And, you know, how, how many yeah. died, you know? And so, as you see, you know, slaves were brought to this country. They didn't ask to come here. They were brought here. And they bio and sell up. They're fucking people. And they just think that because they are a different, they are a darker skin color than them, that they are nothing. Let me tell you something. The white person is the mutt of the world. Okay. Do you know how much shit we got up in us? That is, I mean, everybody, that's the thing that kills me with all these Nazis and these skinheads and all this white supremacist crap. They ain't nothing superior about what we got. Okay. Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like we might be able to solve a lot of this shit. Give them a 23 and me test so you can see (laughs) what you made up of and then come back in the end like, oh, you want white power? Okay. You're not even white, bro. Like, Mm -mm. you look it, but you definitely not. Like, unless you are from some small-ass town in freaking Finland. Right. Up north at the very top of the world, uh, the probability of you being mixed with something else that's not white is very likely. Because Mm -hmm. guess what? There are black and brown people everywhere. So, good luck, you know, trying to, to make the master race or whatever, but I just, you know, back on topic, season seven definitely will get you talking. It'll definitely get you talking about what's going on in the world. And, you know, and hopefully it does change some people's minds about, you know, certain, you know, the immigration policies and that kind of stuff and really make it an eye opening experience to make them want to know, know more. You'll do your research like it's a TV show. So, again, they take liberties, but do your research, find out more information See what's real, see what's not, and make a decision, and hopefully you'll be a good human being and realize that there is a better way to handle the situation than separating families and throwing them in camps. Because that's what it is. It's a freaking concentration camp is what you're doing. So You're exactly right. You know, hey. Um, but, uh, all right. So, I feel like at this point, we should probably, you know, get to the uh, nitty-gritty uh, of, of Orange Why this show is even on... I can ship it. This is exactly why it's here. (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like this is a good segue to, you know, end on a happy note. Um, yes. The uh, Piper and Alex relationship. Now, good old uh, Vossman. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, Vossman, as we say, as they're known. Whew, that's that's a uh, that is an interesting relationship. Uh, this, yeah, <laughs> definitely a roller coaster. Uh, by definition, like this is the largest roller coaster of a relationship I have probably ever seen on TV. Um, yeah, they, you know, their relationship started. You know, Alex and and Piper met in a bar, and you know. Piper eventually finds out that Alex is a uh, money runner for a drug dealer. Um, and she, in all fairness, she, she told her from the moment that they is met. True. But she thought that, she was lying. That is very true. She <laughs> did tell her from jump. Um, but you know, and that that sparks the whole reason as to why Piper is in prison and why Alex is in prison. But um, you know, they break up, and they show this throughout the show. Like they show milestones in Alex and Piper's relationship through the entire series. Um, so, you know, you see the ups, you see the downs, and, you know, everything in between. But, um, you know, that's probably one of the most toxic relationships. God. And this started out that way. It is. Um, it's, it's terrible. Like, it's, wow. But, wow. I don't even know what else to say. Just, but, wow. I mean, it is very toxic. And, I mean, the first time we see Alex, we don't even know who she is. Like, we're going to do straight up to Piper and she's in her little, like I said, her little Taylor Swift waspy life with Larry. And we just know that she's going to jail. Well, the first thing we see is it's a flashback of her and Alex. We don't even know who she is at this moment. Mm -hmm. And we see her, you see them kissing as, you know, Piper's thinking back about this and we're like, Oh, okay. You know, pretty clearly she's bisexual. She's got a dude, but you know, she's thinking about this chick from somewhere. Um, but you know, Piper lands back in prison, and I don't, I don't even think it's in the first episode. Is it? I don't know if it's first episode or the beginning of the second, but it's one of the first two. All at once, Alex walks up to her, and like you just see this look on her face, on Piper's face. Like, does she pass out? I can't remember. I think she passes out. Or yeah, some it's shit. the first episode. Yeah, she's like she's like. She runs outside because she's having a panic attack. Yeah. And she can't breathe. And she's like looking down oh, yeah, at the ground. Yeah, yeah. And the camera's looking at the ground. And you see these boots show up. And then the camera pans up. And it's like, hey, it's probably a bad time to say hi. And it's Alex. And then Piper just starts screaming. <laughs> and then like it cuts out. And then it's the next episode. Yeah. I mean, the, um, how? I mean, this is how you know it's the magic of TV. They've ended up in the same prison. Okay. Uh-huh. Exact same prison. <laughs> in the same prison, in the same cell block, like all of this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's clearly it's TV. Like we all know this, but, um, but yeah, like in in season one, it's you know Piper and Alex having this like battle of wills because Piper's pissed off that Alex named her. Alex is lying and saying that she didn't, but she did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not until I think it's like season four, either three or four, we see um, you know, why Alex did what she did. Um, because Piper really hurt her. Um, there's a scene where Alex's mom passes away. They were having a fight. Alex gets a phone call and, uh, she finds out her mom passed away and Alex was very close with her mom. Like you get Alex's backstory in the show. Um, and you see that she's very close with her mother and her mother passes away. And Alex is like, my mom just died. And, you know, of course, Piper's like, oh my God, you know, that's terrible, whatever. And Alex is like, can you stay with me? 
you know, just be here with me. And Piper's like, no, I'm leaving. And she leaves her. And that's how they break oh. up. And See, I remember be- that. And I was like, you bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> you- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so Alex found a way to hurt Piper back and mm-hmm. not <laughs> snitching on her and bringing her in. Because she could have just easily not said her name and Piper True. would the statute of limitations would have passed and nothing would have ever happened. Um, but she didn't. She actually named her and that's what got her into prison. And so season one, you know, you see them dealing with that. And then season two, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Uh, season two, they have to, you know, testify against the head of the drug cartel. Oh, and God. Alex is like, Yo, you gotta lie. Say you didn't see nothing. You do nothing. Like just lie. And and Piper's like, no, like it's perjury. Blah blah blah. Alex, like you need to lie. So Piper has it in her mind. She needs to lie, right? Because Alex is gonna lie. Turns mm-hmm. out Alex didn't lie. And because now she's Piper promised her not to. <laughs> yeah. And now she's out on parole. And like their relationship is just a hot ass mess. They don't like, communicate well at all. At all. Through and through. And they're very vindictive against each other. They always want to hurt each other like one up. Trying to hurt each other. It's a fine line between love and hate. That's what that shit boils down to. Very, very true. And they are always on the hate side of things for most of it. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, so Alex ends up out of prison. Piper's back at, you know, Litchfield. And she's just like, there's a line that she says. They they visit each other. And uh, Piper's like playing with Alex's sweater. And she's like, oh, wow, that's just really nice. Um, it's really soft. Like, your resolve. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, but, like, you know. But here's so you- the thing. Piper throws that shit at her. But Piper's as low down as they come, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. Like, Piper sees the fault with everybody else, but never sees it within herself. Exactly. exactly. And, like, really and truly, the only person that ever calls her on that shit is Alex. But she, yeah. you know, because Alex is too close involved that, you know, Piper ain't hearing that shit. So, you know, and eventually she does evolve, you know, a little bit. But She does. It um, takes all the way to end of seven before she gets a good true. evolution. But Very true. But she does evolve. Um, but yeah, and Alex, you know, is out of prison and she's paranoid because now, you know, these guys are, the drug cartel is after her because the guy gets off or something. And I mean, it's a mess. But like Piper, um, and again, the one-up thing, because... You get all the way through season two, Piper has Larry, her mm-hmm. ex-fiance, call Alex's probation officer and tell her that she's doing something to violate her parole. Calls Alex does end up violating parole because she has a gun in her house because she's afraid that she's going to be killed. Yeah. Gun in her house, gets thrown back in prison. That's the end of season two. On to season three, Alex is back in prison. And Piper is just playing none the wiser. Like she know, like she didn't have nothing to do with Alex being back in prison. Um, and watching that whole fiasco unfold was Ooh. pretty entertaining. Um, I must say, especially uh, some of the uh, love scenes in uh, that. Uh, uh, that that is one I will have to say though that I do feel that the love scenes were a hell of a lot better in earlier seasons. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, I understand in season seven, they didn't have, you know, basically we start with Piper getting out because she just gets out at the end of sex. Yeah. So we don't get any of that. But I mean, even what we did see, it would take you as far as going there and then you got cut. I was like, what in the hell is going on with you guys? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, seasons one and two definitely. I, one one through three, the scenes were a lot more um, graphic, visual, <laughs> graphic. Um, but uh, you know, and they they make up like literally they make up they break up they make up they break up the make. Yeah, that's their up. whole that's literally the whole, whole show. story. <laughs> I mean, there's right that there. one time you know Ruby Rose shows up and she's got Piper on her, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, she's like, what did what did Alex call her? Was it fucking kangaroo or something like that? She calls her something like some Aussie, like it was kind of Australian. like yeah, yeah. And um, it's hilarious though. By the way, shout out to our Australian friends. You know who you are. We love you. But that that shit was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean they they both they go through you know again makeup breakup makeup breakup makeup breakup through like the whole show. Um, I will say though their best time together. Which I would say five and five, six, and seven. I think yeah. they're the best. Well, because uh, they both quit, they quit fucking around. That's what uh, happens. Yeah. Is they both finally grow up to some extent. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like Alex, you know, God love her. She's still having to run cell phones and drugs because of the shitty COs. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Piper's getting out, and Alex knows she's stuck there. Yeah. Alex doesn't go to be vindictive to get her thrown back in jail. She wants her out. You know, I mean, they finally have gotten past the point. I mean, they got prison married. And I got to say, I need Nikki. If I ever get married, I need Nikki to officiate my wedding. Because that shit was great. Put um, that fucker on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. But, I mean, that was the thing. Like, they, honest to God, made this commitment to each other. Um, And, I mean, you see how far they do grow. Because I know a lot of Vossman fans didn't like it. but Because they do cheat on each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. There's, you know, Piper and Zelda, which I'm, you know, shoot me now, but I have a soft spot for Alicia Witt who plays Zelda. So I would have been okay with Zelda hanging in there. But I knew that it was going to be. She was the daughter of Sybil Shepherd in the show Sybil, right? Um, I feel like she was. She looks like just like that chick, just older. I don't remember. I know her from all the Hallmark movies. And she uh, she was a singer-songwriter here in Nashville. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, I can't remember. I did know who, what her name was. I don't know if that was her or not. Um, but yeah. So I actually like Zelda, and I think Zelda helped Piper grow a lot, even just with one of those few episodes. And you know, of course, you know Alex cheating with Crazy McCullough. Zero. Oh my God, Sing- she single white female. Her okay. So single white female. Oh but, my god! But I do like that. At the Piper they, was like, or not Piper. Alex was yeah. like, you "Stay away from my fucking wife." Like yep. she actually looked like she was actually gonna commit some violence. I was, I was shocked. Oh, like laid back, cool and collected. Alex about to throw down. Like okay. Yeah, stretch was about to go at it. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I mean, from them, yeah, they cheated on each other. But once they did that, and I'm not saying cheaters always do this, but True. they realized what what they had fucked up and what the other actually meant to them because they had finally grown up enough that they, even though it was a prison wedding, they made that commitment to each other. And I mean, Alex loved her enough to let her go. Like she honest to God did. And, and that's a hell of a lot for somebody to do because she knew she was going to be, be stuck in prison. What for another two years? Yeah, I think. Three years, three, three years. years. And you know, so was it fair of her to ask Piper to wait on her? She didn't think it was. And she wanted her to go, and find somebody and to be happy even though yeah she loved her but she loved her enough to let her go and in the end what happens they stay together because 
you know, I mean. Well, and then, too, I like, the reason why I liked Piper, I really actually liked her in season seven, was because she actually had to fight for her relationship. Usually, yeah. like, the whole show, it was Alex chasing Piper or Larry chasing mm-hmm. Piper or, you know, whatever. And in season seven, she actually had to fight for her relationship. Like, as much as Larry gets on my nerves, I really like that scene with her and Larry when uh, Alex breaks up with Piper. Mm-hmm. And she goes to talk to Larry and Larry is, you know, telling her about herself, which, you know, he was pretty spot on. But that really yep. was old Piper because that was Piper before she went through the Nazi shit and, uh-huh. you know, uh, the riot and, you know, being kidnapped by Piscatella and seeing Alex almost killed. I mean, like all of that stuff before that, that's how Piper was. And and she like finally was like, that's not who I am anymore. And I think that real realization that, that she was her had, light bulb. Exactly. That was the realization that she had. And she was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to fight for my marriage. I'm going to fight for Alex. Like that, that at that point I was like, okay, you know what? I actually do like you. And, you know, and I think that's why they ended up together at the end. And like, would I have liked to see Alex out of prison? Had they like, you know, fast forwarded three years. Yes. That would have been nice. Um, but I like the fact that they showed that, you know, Piper, you know, got off, she finished her sentence, she moved to Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, got a job, like, basically, she left her comfort zone of New York, because she always had people to catch her when she fell. That was with the same way in prison, because she had Alex, it happened yep. in prison, it happened in her real life outside of prison. And she moved away and kind of started her own thing. And really, and truly, the only thing that she had that to hold on to was Alex and really fight for Alex. And I think that that was the biggest growth moment for Piper. Um, yep. Realizing that, you know what, she is different. Like I am different. I, you know, there's so much shit that happened to me. Why am I still falling back into, you know, my old ways when I'm not that person anymore. And, you know, talking to Larry never would have thought it would have been Larry, but, <laughs> talking to Larry. I know when I first saw the the trailers for the last season, and I saw Larry, I was like, "Oh boy, she's gonna go uh-huh. back to him, isn't she?" <laughs> Which is what happened in real life. Yeah, um, that's true. That know, did happen in real Piper life. Kerwin, uh, but uh, Kermit, excuse me. Um, but you know, because uh, I did, I was kind of nervous. I was like, "Shit, she gonna go back to Larry?" I was like, "That's how they gonna end the show." I was like, "Slide on my bitch." But then, no, I was like, "Okay, that's okay. I can, you know." Again, I would have liked to see Alex out of prison and that whole reunion thing, but I, I'll I take have- it. I have a thing. I, I really feel like at some point we're going to get a check-in, maybe, you know, five years down the road. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh-huh. Just yeah. to see where they're at now. Yeah. Um, if they did forward. it like a web series. Like, if they did it, yeah. you know, like, Netflix has, like, their YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was just on there, like, that's cool. Do, like, five minutes, like you said, you know, just a real quick, you know, type deal to see what's up and then be done. Because I feel like there was such a, not a question mark, but it just kind of ended a little flat. Yeah. A little, you know. Well, because um, we didn't get the big Vossman together out of prison ending. We got yeah. what we could realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, it was very realistic because, I mean, she had a three-year sentence. So, yeah, makes sense. But um, it would be curious to see. You know who did that? Um, do you remember the show uh, South of Nowhere? Uh, yep. Um, love that show. Oh, my God. That, wow. Teenage years, girl. Yeah. <laughs> But I uh, love that show. And they did that. They did. So they had the show. The show ended. And then, like, I don't know, probably six, 
six months, a year after the show had ended, they mm-hmm. did this like quick little, it was like two minutes long kind of check-in after the finale. So it was only like two or three years into the future or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh no, sorry, five years, it was five years into the future. Um, and Ashley and Spencer were trying to have a baby and Aiden was going to donate. And that was kind of the check-in. And then, and then it kind of took a dark turn. And then like, I think it was, God, like eight years after the show aired, uh, the finale aired, um, Spencer was doing a video for her parents. I guess her parents became like really big in the foster system or something. Mm-hmm. They were doing a video and they checked in with each character um, that we left at one point in the show. Like, it was really, it was really cool how they did it. It's kind of Aiden's story. I was like, oh, dude, he got he got hooked on drugs. That sucks. Um, and Splashly, they weren't together. But it was still cool to see yeah. the check-in, you know? Um, so that would be cool if they did that with Orange is the New Black. Like, checking in, did like a quick little, you know, 10-minute check-in with everybody. They have to. I, I have, I, look, we're getting our L word back. I feel like this is really going to happen at some point for Orange is the New Black because – this really kicked it off for Netflix. I mean, as far as original content. So yeah. I don't feel like we have said goodbye forever to our Orange is the New Black family. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it'd be cool to see. Um, but <laughs> that relationship, oh, man, what a mess. What a mess. But eventually they get their figure out their shit, get it together, um, and, you know, technically live happily ever after. We don't really know, but. We'll take we can get what we can get, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's Orange New Black. I mean we there are some spoilers in there. We did go off topic a little bit on some stuff um, because it's, you know we're very passionate people and a lot of stuff that's going on in this world um, is definitely ignited a lot of those passions mm-hmm. and um, you know hey you, you know how we do on the show we say what we want <laughs> so. Uh, if you didn't like it, you wouldn't be listening. So, you know, hey, if we lose some people, you know, from what we said on this one, whatever. We'll find other people, other like-minded individuals who, you know, agree or even disagree, whatever. Like, Yeah, you but, don't have to agree with everything we say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but definitely. we just like yeah. to talk about what we like. Some people like to listen to it, and we enjoy it. Yeah, cool. So, as always, you can find us on our Anchor page, anchor.fm backslash I Can Ship It Pod. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at I Can Ship It Pod. Um, but uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, thanks again for listening. We always appreciate it. Please, 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 y'all, leave us messages. We have voice messages available on our Anchor page. We'd love to hear from people. Um, you know, maybe you have some topics that you want to hear us talk about. Uh, maybe there's some shows we don't know about that you want to share with us that we need to check out. Because um, that does happen pretty frequently. A lot of times, a lot of the shows we watch um, are stuff that we just like stumbled on or recommended, and you know, end up loving it. So, if you have some suggestions, please, please, please let us know. But that is gonna do it for us today. Again, this is the I Can Ship Pod. I'm Ashley, and I'm Annette. And that's gonna do it. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.